Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. That is right. It is Attitude Air Live time. It is Attitude Air Live time, and this is 89.1 Ken's FM, and we have with us Granny. How are you? Granny, how are you? <laughs> now, you should be able to hear on that mic now, on that headset now. That's the one you had? All right. Uh, While Granny's here, are you? Granny, are you here? She was. We've been talking. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, I think somebody muted. I think somebody muted me on your end, Icon. Okay. Well, I bet you I know who it was. Uh, So we got an interesting show here tonight. We'll get things uh, kicked off here. In grand fashion, once we figure out why our our, our in studio guest cannot get his headset to work, let me try something here while we're doing this. Uh, so we have a Granny Hulkster. Unfortunately, Matthias is stuck in the cities, so uh, in a snowstorm of some sort. So he's not going to be with us tonight. But we do have we, we well we have a capable fill in here, uh, and uh, let's uh, bring this in. I think we have uh, the big swing here with us too. Are you here? Uh, yes, yes, I am, and it, it is, it is. And he just dropped off. So where did he go? A, <laughs> all right, this is becoming an interesting show, real quick. I tell you what, Granny, uh, if you want to uh, just uh, talk to everybody real quick, and then um, I'm going to get everything set up here with our guest, our in studio guest, and try and get him a headset that works. Well, I'd like to welcome everybody to Attitude Era Live Monday, Live Monday. I mean, it's great to have everybody listening. I hope everybody had an awesome weekend. Um, Lots of big things took place over the weekend. We had the Royal Rumble on Saturday from San Antonio. And I had a lot of my Oklahoma wrestling buddies actually go there live and in person to see the Rumble Saturday night. My husband, David, and I went to a watch party at a friend's uh, local business in Fayetteville, uh, you know, for a watch party. We had a good time. And then, of course, yesterday were the um, playoff games, and Granny is very happy that my Kansas City Chiefs are going once again to the Super Bowl. Well, we're definitely happy about that. Of course, uh, Matthias' team and uh, Big Swing's team were all 
we've all been eliminated, so Granny's got the only team left, so I we'll be able to at least talk about the Super Bowl for the next couple of weeks anyway. So, Big Swing, yeah, are you back? back? Yeah, yeah, I, I hit the wrong button. I, um, I'm used to being, like, doing, doing the show from the side studio when I'm covering something at the radio station, and I just click the button that it puts me in. I'm not used to calling on a phone. So I, I hit the button to turn the screen off, and it cut me off. So that was fun. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm here. Welcome right. back, well, I'll Big tell you what, Swing. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and introduce our in-studio guest real quick. Okay. Can you hear me, sir? I can. Let us know who you are. Uh, thanks for having me. My name is Nick Stokey and uh, owner of Below Zero Wrestling here in Fargo. Awesome, and we're going to talk to you a little bit about that. And then we have, I know that uh, our, our first guest is listening. We're going to get an update here for our first guest uh, in a little bit. We'll go right to you. I know you can hear me. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk to our in-studio guests, and we'll go to our first guest, and then we'll, we'll end this debacle. This, I know this is just riveting radio for everybody. So now, Mr. Stokey, now you've got a big event coming up, right? We do this Sunday. And where is that going to be at? It's going to be here in Fargo at the Sanctuary Event Center. And how many are you expecting to fill the building with? Well, I, uh, I actually just sold out of all my seats today, and so there is only standing room left. So that place is going to be absolutely packed. All right, and I hope that you do have a uh, – if I can get there, hopefully that uh, you can uh, – get me a spot in the show somewhere, like against the wall like you did last time. I, I, I didn't have a lot of fun with your show the last time. It was really cool. And you do put on a good show. How many matches are you expecting? Uh, we'll have seven matches this time. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a little curb on that right now. Okay. We're gonna, we want to keep people listening to find out what the exciting matches are and what's going to happen. But right now what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little commercial break and we're going to play a note from one of our sponsors, and then we will go to our first guest after we hear these words from our, our sponsors. So give us about 30 seconds. We'll be right back. So you're outside looking at that ticking time bomb of snow on your roof. A phone call to Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal will solve that problem. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. Once winter is over, they are ready for any concrete project you have. Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal at 701-866-9018. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. I have the key, and she has the lock. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tammy Lock. Hey, Icon, what's going on on this Attitude Era Monday Live, 89.1, Ken's FM? All right. Hey, it's good to have you, and I do apologize. As everybody knows, that the Icon does have issues with time zones, and guess what? Tonight was no exception, but we were able to get it worked out, so we'll have some fun with you, Tammy, here. The first thing we're going to do We'll, we're going to do a roundtable here. I'm going to ask you a few questions. We'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But the first thing I need you to do is give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the conversation that we're about to have. 
certainly. Well, at 18 months old, I am a former child movie, TV, and commercial star. I had my own radio show called The Tammy Jean Show on 93.5 FM. I also was a professional TV roller game star on the Detroit Devils, number 22. And I also sang with the family band of the famous Tex Williams country music called the California Express. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, you used to be in one of my father's all-time favorite shows in the 60s, the Monroes. That is correct. They they never released uh, that for public, you know, use at all, and they just uh, did that within this last couple of years. It's out in DVD for the very first time ever, and I was I was very blessed to have run into Kevin Costner at the time. And he, when I introduced myself, he was so excited. It was kind of cute because he says that the Monroes was his favorite show growing up watching. So I was very honored. Well, that's awesome. And uh, did you say so? This, uh, so did you say, Kevin? So, what? Would you want my autograph or what? Is that what? <laughs> is that what you said? <laughs> no, but I did ask him to bring the Monroes back for a reunion, a very first ever. Nobody's done that yet. Everybody else had reunions: Partridge, Waltons, Little House. Everybody's had reunions with their cast. Nobody has ever brought back the Monroes, and it was number one back in the slots. So I well, don't you know, understand I'm... that. You know, and the cast is still alive. Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, we had, uh, not unfortunately for this, we had uh, Michelle Learned as, as a guest. She was used to be on the Waltons, and they've had, what, 27 different reunion movies over, yeah. over the last that crazy? Several, eight decades, and we can't get the Monroes to come back for one show? This is terrible. Not even we, one. You know, not you know even we gotta do? one. We've got to start a Facebook thing. Bring back the Monroes for one for one shot, you know, give us, you know, give us the time, you know. (laughs) A super fan by the name of Deborah Courtright, she wrote a script of the Monroes 25 years into the future, and the spin on that, nobody would even see it coming. It would just blow their socks off, and I just, I want somebody to bring it back, at least for a reunion or, you know, put it on a, a, a cable TV show or whatever, I mean thing because it's never had anything and that's just crazy because when you're in the you know when you're first even if it's for a a short period of time I mean the bottom line is that you were first in your slot regardless of how long you were in it before somebody you know a a different uh, show took it over you know took the spot basically away from you but it doesn't matter you were still number one and we were and for someone not to bring it back it just blows me away I don't understand I don't understand are they going to wait till everybody's dead and then think about it <laughs> I hope not we have Tammy Lockers our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM and for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, 89.1 Kens FM, like that. Go to Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Do a $10 a month donation, Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. And, uh, Tammy, I understand if you turn me down, but would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways? I would have to think about that because I, have, I do have an agent and a manager. 
and uh, they hold you know tight to those types of things. But I'll definitely think about it. Awesome, cool. So Tammy Lock is our guest. I want to introduce you to my first co-host here. Her name is Granny Hulkster, and I believe she was a senior in high school when she was watching you on the TV. So, Granny, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well, Icon, now don't make me that old, okay, because, you know, I graduated <laughs> from high school in 1980, okay? So don't make me any older than I already am. I mean, I'm proud to say I'm 60 years old, but welcome I, to the you show, Tammy. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. So, well, you know, you. you You've done acting, you've done roller derby. I mean, you've done a combination of some pretty amazing things. I have, and I'm coming out with my autobiography next month. Wow, that's even amazing, too. So that going to hit the stands. (laughs) It's called I Can Do Anything. Well, obviously, you definitely an excellent title that totally fits so well. So out of everything that you've done, what has been your most enjoyable thing? I mean, was it acting? Was it roller derby? I mean, what was it? I mean, what was your favorite thing to do? Well, now you're talking about different time slots of one's life. I mean, I loved acting. Um, I love the camera. I love photos being taken of me. I own who I am, so if I gain weight, I own who I am. If I lose weight, I own who I am. Um, and I loved I loved acting. I really did. And then having Rance Howard, which is Ron and Clint Howard's father, being your acting coach, that's pretty cool. And then just, you yeah. know, having Robert Redford as your very first father in the business, it doesn't get any better than that. So, but no, my favorite not. time as an adult, would be when I toured with my band, which was the family band of the famous Tex Williams. It was his nephews and son-in-law of his gorgeous daughter. And uh, and then we had other great band members that are big-time people like Marty Rifkin. He's a huge producer. Um, but that was one of my favorite adult times outside of being roller games uh, queen. That was a blast. Um, I mean, who knew? It's just, you know, my book is called I Can Do Anything because I have. I can do it and I have done it. And um, there's a lot of really great, great stories in this book. Um, There is uh, some bad, of course, and, you know, there's a lot of great. So hopefully the world will receive my book, Welcome Hands, and uh, hopefully it'll go to number one, and then I'll write a number two. <laughs> Amazing. Tammy yeah. Lock is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about 30 minutes here with Tammy, give or take a few. Now, Big Swing, I don't know if you're still there or not, if you know. if uh, cause, uh, Tammy, uh, Big Swing, he, he just uh, – Introduced into the world a little a little swing. Uh, he's got a new little baby at home, so he's been preoccupied with that. But big swing, are you there to ask a question to Tammy Lock? I am. Yes. Go ahead. What do you got for Tammy That's Lock? That's pretty awesome. Congratulations on little swing. 
Oh yes, so thank you. Uh, it's definitely been different. Um, it's it's rewarding, but it's it's definitely uh, you know, my my sleep schedule is not what it used to be. But um, so I I was listening a little bit onto the uh onto what you were saying in, in the beginning, and uh, you mentioned since eighteen months, you 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 have been um, you know, with 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 film and acting and modeling and doing things like who? So who introduced you then? Who got you into all that? Uh, actually, it was me. My sister, Cheryl Locke, was already an actor in the business. Okay. She, we already had a man. She already had a, you know, an agent and a manager. And mm-hmm. uh, the um, the network called and said, okay, we have a role that Cheryl would be great for, and can you bring her in? And they were talking to my mother, of course, Mrs. Locke. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, absolutely, but... Our the the person that um, always watched me um, at home when my mother took my sister out wasn't available that night, so my mother had to take me with her, and she left me in uh, the um, executive's office with the secretary, and and I knew where they were. They were in the adjoining room right there next to me, so not a big deal. But Cheryl and my mother went into that room, and they left me with the secretary, and she got up and went and got a cup of coffee, leaving an 18-month-old to fend for herself. (laughs) And I knew where my mom was, so I just walked up to the door, 18 months, and I walked in, and the door hit uh, one of the people inside, and I walked in and said, Mommy, potty, Mommy, potty. And the director and the producer looked at me, and then they looked at my sister, and they said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Locke, but we want her, not her. So I actually oh, wow. was the one that um, got myself in, uh, you know, in the business at the time just by accident having to go to the, you know, the bathroom. And my yeah. first father in that show was Robert Redford. Mm. So basically that was the time that sibling rivalry started and the babysitter was fired after that little exchange, correct? <laughs> no, yeah. the babysitter was was our um, housekeeper and also family member. So, no, well, that's, no I'm not talking uh, about my, that babysitter. My sister, I'm talking about the secretary. Oh, I know you're being facetious. I get that. But, no, okay. my sister actually was five. Uh, she was actually five, and they wanted her to be like three or four. And when you're five, you want to be a big girl. You don't want to be a little girl. So yeah. she was actually happy to pass the torch. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say that she still have a little saltiness towards you on that. But okay. All right. So that's good. Probably bad. But, yeah. It, um, it all guess, worked out in the wash. Candy uh, Lark. As I'm reading through, yeah. and um, you, well, well, I'm just I'm just glancing through. She's done so many things. Um the so, so you've acted obviously on the TV shows Monroe's and stuff was was a little bit before my time. I do remember um, a little bit of that's a of, place uh, on Amazon. It's on Amazon no, now for well, I'm gonna check it out now for sure. But I, I do <laughs> I, I do remember seeing Gunsmoke uh, a couple of them. I know you were yep. on an episode of that. But um, did you out of all the acting that you've done, do you like the episodic TV format better? Or would you prefer to be in like a movie or something, something like that that gets a little bit more, uh, um, you know, it, it's less, it's less work, but it's, but it, it, it's, I guess, a bigger payoff, perhaps, maybe, or yes, it's definitely a bigger payoff. Yeah. 
Possibly, if your TV series is number one in its slots. I mean, look what happened to Friends, where they were paid oh, yeah. what three million a, a segment. Good gracious, Almighty! You know, um, as is far that, as is that terrible or what? <laughs> well, everybody loved it. So I and you know, it changed a lot of people's lives. So is not, it terrible? Not, no, not, ev- not, no, ev- not, not everybody. Not well, everybody. it changed a lot of people. Do you know that it took Paul Peterson, he's the founder of a minor consideration of protecting children in the business, it took him years to convince me to go do an autograph show. When I finally did my very first autograph show, people came in from all over the world. I could not believe that they came. They flew in from, like, New Zealand, from Japan, from... Uh, from Buenos Aires, from Peru, from wherever to see me, not anybody else. And then they, they would stand there and they share what you did for them in their lives. So as far as you know, maybe it didn't. Maybe friends didn't change everybody's, but it does do things to people. It does change people's lives in one fashion or another. And I found that out. I found it out by doing an autograph show, and I was. You know, I was so honored. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, there's one of the people that um, he he worked for the um, the people for radio that, you know, make sure that you're doing stuff okay. I can't remember what the department is. But anyways, uh, it's on my website uh, on TammyLock.com. Um, but he didn't have any sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, or nothing. And he was one of the main people at this um I don't know what you call it, a security company. Um, But he grew up watching the Monroes, and he used to kind of transport himself into the TV series watching each and every time, and he would consider himself uh, Harold Monroe instead of who he was, basically Harold Watson. But um, that's what kept him stabilized throughout his whole life because he didn't have any siblings, no aunts, no uncles, no nothing and he was a he was a loner so he didn't have a lot of friends. And so that story is on my website and I welcome anybody to go to go read it, but it's under the Facebook story. That's what the the story's called, the Facebook story, because um I found out that Anne Margaret, who was uh my stage mother for Once a Thief, was gonna be doing a uh, a, a autograph signing at Chiller in Parsippany, New Jersey, and it was only going to be just the one, and then she was never going to do one again. And he paid for everything because of what I did for his life um, for being Amy Monroe. He paid for everything, for my my airfare, the hotel, I mean, just everything. And I was just so blessed to be able to go see Anne Margaret. And I hadn't seen her in 50 years because she was my mother then. But um, changing is, is that is, lives is, that is, is in Elvis' Anne impactful. Margaret? Pardon me? Is that as in Elvis' Anne Margaret? Yeah. Yep. That's, now that is thief. awesome. Yeah, she. I was in Once a Thief. I played her daughter. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And that's Guess a what? great, I, I, great movie. It really is. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, you just opened up a whole more line of questions. We have uh, Tammy Locke as our guest here. we got uh, 22 minutes. Now, I'm going to introduce you, Tammy, to a newcomer to the show. 
Uh, he appears uh, once in a while whenever he needs to promote his company. But, uh, Mr. Stokey, uh, do you have a guest for our guest, Miss Locke? Go ahead. <clears throat> well, thank you. Yeah, I so I'm, I'm, I was looking up over everything about your career and everything, and I, I found it very interesting that uh, you run Gunsmoke, and a lot of people would think that someone – like my age, who's 37, probably didn't watch a lot of Gunsmoke, but actually growing up I did a ton. Uh, so I think it's very awesome that uh, you're on a show like that and with Clint Eastwood on another episode. Um, just tell us a little bit about that, like, you know, being on sets with those major shows, you know, outside of the Monroes with some of those actors. Well, with Gunsmoke, I mean, uh, with uh, Hang 'em High, I was a little bit older, so I remember little bits here and there. And Clint Eastwood um, is one of the most kindest men. I mean, I was only, I did a bit part. I think they called it a featured part where I spoke uh, some words, not very many, but it was in two scenes. But um, he was just, what I remember is he was so genuine and kind and very soft-spoken. And that's so what I remember say, from him. Did he ever as say to you, well, do you feel lucky? <laughs> yeah, he. you know, when you are a featured actor, you, you know, um, you know, popular things like that doesn't happen when you're just talking to them one-on-one and stuff like that. So, <laughs> But when I was in Gunsmoke, it was because of um, Buck Taylor. Uh, Buck Taylor was on my TV series. I don't know if you know who Buck Taylor is, but he's quite quite an amazing man, uh, quite an amazing actor, a uh, big-time actor. And he was actually the one that got me on Gunsmoke. Um, I don't remember much of that one because I was so tiny. Um, so sadly, I don't. But if you go on to uh, YouTube... Uh, Buck Taylor confirms that I was, in fact, on on um, Gunsmoke. So that was kind of cool, you know, Baker's Dozen, basically. But um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing being in the business when you're small because I was raised from very little uh, to be a workaholic. And so I've worked all of my life, I've even worked in, aerospace companies where I have invented things for them. My father uh, was an inventor. Uh, A lot of his inventions were throughout uh, Northrop. That's awesome. I I like that. I was the only girl. (laughs) I was the only girl out of three that has the foresight to see how to, you know, interface with something and how to change it to make it more, um, streamlined and more profitable for the corporation. So, I mean, I've done a lot. There's no two ways about it. And I'm going to release my autobiography. I believe it's going to come out next month, next month of the following, no later. But, um, but it's called I Can Do Anything. And, you know, the, the most of it's like three-fourths of it's great, and there are some really bad stuff. Um, but, you know, when you do an autobiography, you are telling about the things that's happened to you in your life. And so um, a little bit of everything's happened to me. Well, you know, so, a we, lot can, of great. so we can do this. So we can do this. We got Tammy Locke as our guest. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got about 18 minutes here with Tammy. So without giving a price of the course, if our fans want to check out the book, how would they get it? 
when we release it, I'll be absolutely posting it all over. But the easiest way is just email me at Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at sign, T-A-M-M-Y-L-O-C-K-E.com. See, now here, here's what's cool or, about this band. Or you can catch me on Facebook. I'm always on Facebook <laughs> for the fans. So uh, my my personal website has, I don't know, close to 4 million hits already. So um, just email me. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me or get a hold of me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whichever. I do have a TikTok, well, after, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, you know, after, after this appearance, after this appearance, your your website's going to get about five million hits after this. Well, I'm sure hoping I welcome it to to everyone. I welcome it, you know. And I, what I'm trying to do is just be an inspiration for people. Um, the best thing that my father and my mother did was, uh, as we were growing up, from being you know little toddlers on, was saying Kent got stuck in the mud and it's still there and that only allows one one type of a thing to come you know through and that's I can so I can do anything and you know it was funny because whenever my daddy we would say oh daddy I can't do that he'd always say little girl can't got stuck in the mud and it's still there choose another way and I always thought he was saying cat so I was always trying to keep that daggum cat out of that doggone mud. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the, I mean, the bottom line here about that whole saying is the end of it always says choose another way. So if you've chosen a path and that path is not working out the way that you thought it was, you have the opportunity by closing that chapter and opening a new one, meaning choose another way. And that way your children are never failures at anything because whatever they're doing, they have the option of choosing another way. And that's where it leads you into new, you know, new horizons, wherever they may be. So um, that's why I named my book, I Can Do Anything, is because can't get stuck in the mud and it's still there. Choose another way. Tammy Locks, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And you know, what's interesting, Tammy, is the fact that, you know, with all these different, I guess you could say, platforms for digital media and what have you, that you can't, people can't pick up episodes of the Monroes. I mean, you can you can find old episodes of Gunsmoke. You can find episodes of Hang 'Em High. You can find episodes of this and that. And yet you can find episodes of TV shows that no one wants to that no nobody cares about anymore. But why can we exactly. not get the Monroes? Well, I went to uh 20th Century Fox was which was sold to Disney. And I've asked them to do a reunion of my TV show. I have a a friend, uh, her name's Deborah Courtright. She's a super fan. I uh, met her through uh, Facebook. I've never met her in person. And being a super fan, she wrote a script for the Monroes 25 years into the future because everybody always wondered what happened after the ghost of paradox. You know, where did everybody go? And, um, you know, they're always saying that the there's a twist in something and that's what really throws people off well the twist that she invented for that script is crazy off the charts and so i i went to them and they just said that they don't want to um 
they don't want to bring it out. They don't want to release it to um, air on, you know, TV land or um, INSP or wherever. They just don't want to release it, and I just don't understand why. So it's going to take somebody big like Dolly Parton or, you know, somebody that can actually, that has clout, that can actually go to them and say, look, this is going to make you money. Let's do it. (laughs) Because certainly enough, the fans want to know what happened to the Monroes. And the, the wonderful thing is the Monroes cast, which was Barbara Hershey, Michael Anderson Jr., Keith and Kevin Schultz, and myself, Tammy Locke, are all still alive. We're older, but we're all still alive, and it would be a wonderful thing for a, for somebody, anybody at this point, to go to Disney and ask them, let's do the remake and get a hold of Deborah's uh, script, and let's do it, or, you know, whoever's, or whatever. They haven't even had you know, a reunion as far as, you know, how they just bring out the cast members and they talk about the show and what was it like to be on it. They haven't even on had TV that. On TV land, yeah. Never, you know, it, it's, ever. It's not fair. It is not fair. There, there, there's got to be something that fair. can be done. I've tried everything. You wouldn't even believe what I've done so far. For 25 years, I fought for the Monroes to be released on something, whether it was video or whatever it was, and they wouldn't do it. Finally, I was contacted by a fan out of, I guess it was Idaho or someplace, and they said, okay, a company called Shout uh, purchased the rights from, I guess, 20th Century Fox then, um, and they remastered it and they put it in a DVD. So that was the first ever release or, you know, of it coming back and it's out on, you know, Amazon for, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. And um and then the next thing that I went to SAG after for was due to the fact that it's a first ever release, we are um we are blessed by knowing that we get residuals for the sales of the DVD. Well, I had it that took me 2 years of hundreds and hundreds of emails and phone calls to get them to, you know, uh, issue us a check to each one of us cast members. You have no idea how many years, years I have been trying to fight for somebody to get this TV show out because the fans want it. I don't even know how to explain it any more than that. But they just, I don't know. Somebody big's got to go in there and say, look, you know, let's do this. It's going to make you lots of money. You know, and it was a well, great you know, show. It was a great family show. Yeah, you know, I understand if you want to turn me down for this next question, but, you know, you mentioned that you're finally getting residuals for the show. So do you get, like, checks every month, checks every quarter, oh, checks no. every six months? No, unfortunately, we only got one so far. They say that there's a cap to it. it the sales has to meet the umbrella cap, and then it's dispersed. And so yeah, five it, years ago, we we got one check. Five yeah, we years had, ago. Um, yeah, we had um, A.J. Benza on with us a couple weeks ago, and he was telling us that he's still getting residuals from his show, um, and I can't, why am I forgetting the name of his show, but he, he was telling us, yeah, I get uh, I get checks uh, once a month. I, I sometimes get a check for a penny or a nickel or whatever. And I'm like, wouldn't it be easier just if they 
saved the postage and just waited, you know. He's like, I, I don't even cash them. I just throw them away. Yeah, it, it, and I told him, I said, look, the next time you get a check for a penny, instead of throwing it away, I will send you the penny. I would like to have a check <laughs> written out to you that I can put up on my man cave wall. And he finally sent me oh, one, which was awesome. Great. Well, I no. still get checks, you know, $20 checks from Hang'em High. Of course, when they take all the taxes out of it, I'm only getting about 10 bucks. But I can still go to, to um, you know, Mickey D's or something like that. But um, I haven't well, gotten a penny check yet. <laughs> well, would you ever think of uh, taking the taking the taking the ten bucks and uh, like going to the casino and try and double it, like playing roulette? Oh, one one would do that, but the casinos from my house are quite a way, so I guess I'm uh, blessed for being far away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we I have, won't uh, stop there from the ten dollars. <laughs> God help uh, we me have if Tammy. I get around a, a, a wheel of fortune uh, machine. <laughs> we we have uh, we have Tammy Locke as our guest here on eighty nine point one Kent FM, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we only have about uh, nine minutes left here with Tammy. I wish it were nine more years. It is awesome to have you here. You know, I got to tell you, the first time that I ever heard about the Monroes from my father, we were watching the movie Hoosiers. And my father said, you know, that's Barbara Hershey there. Barbara Hershey. on the screen. Yeah. He said, I used yeah. to watch her in a TV show called The Monroes. Exactly. Really? What was that about? He said, it was, it was a Western. And I'm like, really? Where, where can we find it? He said, yep, Amazon. I don't know. Back. But if, the, well, if well, there's was, anybody that's going to be in Burbank, I'm going to be doing an autograph show this Friday and this Saturday. And I will have the DVDs with me. Now, I'm going to have two types, ones that are not autographed that I can just autograph right then and there in person. And then I have another DVD that's autographed by three of the five members, uh, five cast members. So I don't have Michael Anderson Jr. or Barbara Hershey, but I have Keith and Kevin and myself uh, on those DVDs. So if they want to show up to the Hollywood show at the Marriott in Burbank on 2500 Hollywood Way. I will be there. There's going to be a lot of big, huge stars. And the Happy Days cast, Warriors, the movie The Warriors cast is going to be there. I mean, there's going to be so many. Um, Eddie and the Cruisers, Eddie's going to be there. And, boy, he's hot. Um, There's going to be so many celebrities that people can actually just walk up and say, hi, you know, how are you? My name is. This is how you changed my life. You know, and it's owned by the great uh, David Eckleby and Esther Eckleby, two of the most beautiful, beautiful human beings ever to walk this uh, this earth. I love them so much, and they're the show owners. But if anybody's in Burbank, California, that's where you need to go. And if you have enough money and you're out of state, fly in, because trust me, it is worth it. That is awesome. We're on 89.1 Kent's FM. We have Tammy Lockett, our guest, and we have about five minutes here left with Tammy. So now, you you haven't done uh, any projects lately, so you do you you do mostly personal appearances nowadays. But if someone wanted to come and see you, you just mentioned you're you know you're going to be in Burbank. What what kind of schedule do you have over the next couple months? Like, are you going to be in like? L.A. one weekend and go out to Florida the next and New York and then Canada. What, what kind of schedule do you, do you have nowadays? 
Well, right now I'm, I just finished my book. That's been first and foremost. Uh, and we're working out the, you know, the intricate things of, of printing and publishing a book, basically. So hopefully I'll be on a book signing, um, I'm hoping. Uh, I was on two covers of two magazines recently in the last couple of years. It's called the Hollywood Weekly and the Hollywood Monthly magazine. And um, so, you know, I'm out there for that. And uh, I'll have some of those magazines with me if somebody wants to go to the Hollywood show in Burbank. But, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be doing a book uh, signing uh, tour. Who knows? <laughs> I wish somebody would, uh, like Ronnie Howard, I wish he'd, um, you know, get me for uh, a movie and do a bit part. I would love that. You know, what's interesting, you mentioned Ron Howard and Clint Howard. I, I actually got to play golf with Clint Howard when he was here in Fargo, North Dakota, when he played at the Roger Maris Golf Tournament. One of the nicest guys you can ever meet. And he actually gave my father an autographed picture of him lying up against Gentle Ben, my, da- my dad's Aww. other favorite show. Well, guess what? And Clint's going to be at the Hollywood show with me. Really? Doesn't that, give, doesn't that just inspire you to get your credit card out and go get yourself an airplane ticket and come, out, come on down and say hi to him again? It sure does. That is awesome. <laughs> and here today is only Monday. You or you know, you got time. You got time to, you know, make your plans. Come to Hol- come to Burbank to the Marriott Burbank uh, Airport, and uh, come to the Hollywood show. You know, Clint Howard's going to be there. That's Ronnie Howard's, you know, brother. And uh, there's going to be a lot. Go to the Hol- uh, HollywoodShow.com and just look at. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, what are they called? Um, models uh playboy models that are going to be there and stuff so it's going to be filled with gorgeous women and a lot of different great great uh actors if you know who kathy garver is from family affairs she's going to be there jeremy miller's going to be there what a great guy he is um and matter of fact he's coming out with some nature of a show of some sort to do with the paranormal or Something like that, but he's going to be there, and it just, you know, if you're inspired to get your credit card out and make plans, come on down and meet the person you've been wanting or you've been watching all your life for, (laughs) including you. You should come and say, remember me. You gave my dad a picture of you and gentlemen. Yeah, I would would definitely do that. And, you know, I know that he'll remember me because I had him – give me a quote from my favorite movie that he was in called Gung Ho. And the, the line quote was, you don't live here. Looks like you got a job. And he, he was like so honored. <laughs> yes. I, I, I even had him autograph my VHS copy of Gung Ho, which was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you should well, come. It's this Friday and Saturday. Well, Tim, we've only got about a couple minutes here real quick. So if our fans wanted to try and check out the book, let us know again how they can get a hold of you to try and get a copy and purchase that. Absolutely. My website is Tammy Locke, T-A-M-M-Y-L-O-C-K-E dot com. So I'll be selling it under the shop S-H-O-P tab. 
Um, I'll also be announcing uh, that it's uh, been, you know, printed and it can be sold. It's going to be going in Amazon. It's going to be going in Barnes and Noble everywhere. It's going to hit the shelves everywhere. That is and awesome. And just email well, me at Tammy at TammyLock.com. Email me, Tammy at TammyLock.com. And here's the interesting thing, fans, like I was going to say before. You guys have to email her. I actually have her phone number, so I can call. Well, I don't understand. She'll never. Uh, she'll. Uh, she, I know she'll probably never oh, answer my calls I'm again. Sure but that's all over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Tammy. Thank you so much for joining us. You are very awesome. And if we haven't scared you away too much, we would definitely love to have you on again. Absolutely. You can always friend me on Facebook. Please uh, direct message me first um, because I don't just uh, accept friends. And then that way you guys can hear me sing. I've been doing a lot of singing lately, um, kind of getting my voice back into shape since singing with my band back when. So I've got some videos up of me singing now. And so that's always kind of nice to watch as well. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you, Tammy, very much for joining us, and I will definitely be in touch, and you are awesome. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for joining us tonight and taking time on your schedule. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Icon. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right. Tammy Locke, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and then we'll go back to Nick, and we're going to have him talk a little bit about his upcoming events because I need to try and do some technical stuff to get our second guest on the line. So we'll be back after we hear these messages from our sponsor. So stick with us, and don't you dare miss what is about to come next. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop full sides fridge and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And we do thank Woodspring Suites of Fargo for being a sponsor of our show. We love everything that they do as well, a great hotel to stay at. If you're in Fargo for the weekend or for the week or for a month or for a year, Woodspring Springs of Fargo is the place to stay. Let's bring back Nick here. Now, you've got a big event again. When is that again? I, I, I think it's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, that is correct. Sunday, uh, February 5th, Winter Slam here in Fargo, North Dakota. All right. Now, tell us how many matches that you're supposed to, not supposed, that you're going to have, and then I'm going to have you talk about the first half of the card, and then after our second guest, we'll talk about the second half of the card. So go ahead. Give us a rundown of who's going to be in the first half. Sure. So we, uh, we have seven matches uh, that's going to be on this event here coming up on Sunday. Um, we're still 100% finalizing maybe one or two on what spots they're going to be. Uh, but some of the main matches that you're going to see early on are going to be uh, the first ever. We're going to crown the first ever tag team champions, the BZW tag team champions. And that's going to be... Uh, NDS, which is Riley Jackson and Levy Cruz versus the Crucible. Hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Versus uh, the Crucible, who's going to be Jameson McGregor and Brixton Nash. And uh, we're really looking forward to that one. That's going to be an amazing way to start that event and uh, going to, like I said, crown our very first uh, Blue Zero champion, uh, tag team champions. 
Um, after that, we're looking at uh, one of the ones that I'm most excited for. It's uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship, which is uh, Gino Riviera versus a former WWE superstar, uh, formerly known as Kalisto. Uh, now it goes by Samurai Del Sol. Uh, this is going to be a luchador match that's going to be high-flying, super exciting, big moves. I mean, you're, you're going to – this one is maybe worth the price of attendance uh, by itself. It, it's going to be one of the best matches. I mean, they're all going to be great, but this one's going to be really good as well. And uh, then also we have uh, some um, – I'm trying to think now. I lost my chance. Now we have a take, uh, triple threat match as well. Um, another former WWE superstar, uh, Fandango, who – Actually, in his very first ever WrestleMania match, wrestled Chris Jericho. Um, so he's uh, he's been around for a while and is is now wrestling for uh, NWA as Dirty Dango, and he'll be wrestling uh, Joey Avalon and Rampage Santana. So another really really uh, good match that uh, you know, like I say, for all of them could steal the show. So we're really excited for that first half and uh, where we're going. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do, uh, Nick. I'm going to have you help me out here. I'm going to, we're going to, I have our guest on, the, on my cell phone, okay? And what we're going to do is I'm going to have you hold the phone up to the mic, and we're going to try and connect that way. I know this is going to sound really bad, but because he's calling from Europe and he's calling on WhatsApp app, this is the only way we can do it. So I'm going to bring my phone over to you, and I'm going to have you hold it up to the mic, and we'll see if he can hear us. If not, we'll have to try something else. Sounds good. All right, hold on one second. All right, so keep talking. Um, another match uh, that we are really, really excited for in the, in the type of, um, you know, that we haven't had for a while, or actually I shouldn't say we haven't had for a while because we haven't had another singles title match is going to be our Sub-Zero Championship, which is uh, Kyle Pro versus Brandon Nitro. And that's going to be um, one of our uh, – a little bit of – but that's going to be a great match for us as well. Um, Brandon Nitro and Kyle Pro have been around with Blow Zero Wrestling. Um, since the get-go, and uh, we're really excited to get them back to Fargo also. All right, let's give this a shot. You want to push the phone up to the mic here, and we'll see if uh, he can hear us. Okay. All right. Uh, Alexandria, can you hear us? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it does sound bad, but this is the only way we connect with you. How are you doing, sir? All right, let's try this. Uh, well, yeah, I know because I, uh, I'm I have the phone up to the mic, and I'm talking okay, and I'm talking to you through the phone. So we're we're going to try this. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. So here's what we're going to do, uh, sir. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me and we'll ask me the tougher I'll ask you the tougher question. So go ahead, give us a little background.
to move on behind the camera, and uh, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm writing scripts and, and trying to uh, make some. At the moment, I'm doing only short film, but uh, I complete my last short film last year, and I'm, I move on to video film. But you know, it's very hard to to get there. You know, and. Uh, and of course, I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing my best. And on the side, I'm writing my first novel. Uh, very interesting. It's uh, it's uh, a very interesting story which takes place between uh, Tijuana and El Paso. Anyway, so I'm trying to stay uh, very active. That's awesome. And you know, so I don't keep mispronouncing your first name. Could you get? Could you give me the correct? Correct pronunciation. Your first and last name. Yeah, yeah, of course. So anyway, my name is Alexander, but the name is Otto Vagio, like uh, O uh, Oscar T T O V like Victory, A like Emily, two G like Gold, E like Inside, and O like Over. Otto Vagio is Italian. You know, is my, my father is uh, from Palermo, from Sicily. <laughs> And, and my mother is French, so it's uh, interesting. Uh, that's why Alexander is very French, and Otovejo is very Sicilian. Well, you know, you mentioned your your mother's French and your father's Sicilian, so that's why you look so good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but anyway, the, the story of my parents is great, amazing, because my mom also is uh, very uh, interested by the filmmaking and uh, anyway I come from a family and, and my mother is also an astrologer I don't know how you pronounce in English astrology astrologer you know oh uh, astrology you know. yeah and my mom has been studying for I mean, 40 years uh, numerology and astrology and uh, she's really really interesting and uh, Anyway, and my father has a different background. My father, this is where I'm, I'm coming from also, is a, is a master of uh, Aikido. Uh, so I don't know if you know Aikido, or, you know, is the martial art? Yes, yes. Yeah, so when I, when I was seven, my father said, okay, you know what, you, you need to train, you need to understand, you need to live like... Uh, you need to understand, uh, he called Bushido, you know, the way of uh, samurai. And I did not understand what he meant. I was so young. So anyway, I trained for, until today I'm training Aikido. And it is a beautiful uh, way to stay in good shape and also be very peaceful. So my father was a master of Aikido. And that's why maybe I have uh, this, um, this, uh, this skill of, um, you know, that I... Then later on, I I was a stunt. Uh, I did a couple of stunts on, uh, uh, I mean, big film, you know, like Inception, um, many other films. But it was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Alexander is our guest here. We have, yeah. well, we have about, well, we have about 20 minutes here with Alexander. So uh, real quick here, Alexander, we're going to take a quick little break. we got to do a quick little legal thing here, and we'll be back to you in about 10 seconds. Okay, sir? Absolutely. All right. Thank you. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly Fargo-Moorhead. 
independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Kins FM, and uh, we have uh, Alexander Otavago as our guest here. And what we're going to do, uh, Alexander, is we're going to do a little roundtable here. I'm going to have you talk to our my first co-host. Her name is Granny Hulkster, and then we'll see if Big Swing is available. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. So, Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, I hope you can hear me. I, I didn't know if this would really work very well or not with um, – the situation be that being that it is it may be, so I was really going to pass, you know, just in case he couldn't hear me very well. I just realized he can't hear you. Oh my God! So bad. Okay. Well. How are you going to do now? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just realized that uh, she, uh, you can't hear her because you don't have headphones on, so you wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So that's not going to work. So I guess people are. Uh, I, I, sorry, Granny. But I guess That's I'm just okay. going to have to I'm going to have to take care of the interview, and I know this is really riveting for everybody else. But like I say, I believe uh, Alexander, you're calling from Europe, are you not? Yeah, I'm calling from Sweden. You're calling from Sweden. What time is it there right now? Oh, it's uh, early morning. About uh, we say five a.m. Everybody sleeps at this time. And I, I'm I'm keeping you from your bedtime. I know, and I do appreciate this, uh, Alexander. But you know, I'll tell you, it's 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 taken six months to get this done to get you on the show with us. So I do appreciate I that. And I know, and you have been very understanding also because you know sometimes the, the the so many hours behind, like six hours sometimes with North Dakota. I think it's nine hour. I don't I don't know. I think it's uh, quite complicated. I understand. Yeah, it's it's 10 p.m. here right now, and you says so. You're about five. You says 5 a.m. there, so you're about five yeah, hours yeah. a difference. Uh, I would maybe I don't know five or six because we from New York it's six hours, so maybe North Dakota it's five. I don't know. Yeah, we're an hour behind New York, right? Okay. And time zones have never been my strong suit, anyways. <laughs> Just as any guest I've ever booked that's in another country or in another time zone that's not central. So that's basically it. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the projects that you got going on now. Uh, first off, let's talk about, you, you mentioned you're in Sweden right now, and you're on set right now? You're filming a movie? No, not now. Not at this, at this moment. At this I am. But, yes, I am, uh, I'm working on a, you know, it's a, let's say a short film. And so we are we are doing some scene, and so we take time. You know, we don't have a lot of budget. So because I mean, we that's the problem in this country. When you want to have some uh, funding to make film, it's very complicated. But not only here. I mean, I have to say that in many places, uh, but maybe in the U.S. it's quite different. You know. Uh, because of my, uh, my anyway, uh, I've been living in a state New York in Kosciuszko. Uh, it's a beautiful town uh, in Hudson Valley. Anyway, and, and there uh, I have met uh, amazing people in the filmmaking. I have to say that I'm very impressed. In the U.S., people are really, really there is there is a plenty of artists, you know, and, and possibility. So they help filmmaker, but here to make a film, it's uh, it's, uh, it's very, it's very complicated. So, yeah, 
show his fame again. You know, you've all not only do you direct. If I'm not mistaken, you, you're 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 not only a director, you're also an actor. You also do stunts, correct? Absolutely. Now you did one of my favorite movies that you were involved in, Inception, in 2010. You 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 did stunts in that movie. What was your most dangerous stunt that you did on that film? We come from the opposite of desert. It's called snow. <laughs> I can imagine, like Sweden. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've never been there, but by the way, in Dakota, I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's interesting. Well, we have. Well, here in North Dakota, we have. Uh, here in Fargo, specifically, we have four seasons: winter, flood, road construction, and football. What's what 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 is the temperature right now in Sweden where you're at? It's quite cold. Huh? Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's. I mean, uh, I have the heater on all the time, 
think it's the worst, by the way, the worst uh, time in Scandinavia, not only in Sweden, you know, because Scandinavia include Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden. They, they are all uh, cousins and neighbor, They're like the same mentality sometimes. So anyway, the, the weather, that's the, the, the terrible weather from, let's say, from November to March, it's very dark and... Uh, and, and here, you know, the problem is the social life. That's the problem. Right. Like in the U.S., you go in the street, you talk to somebody. Here, no, it's very private. People are quite shy, so there is no communication. Nobody talks to each other if, if they don't know each other, you know. So I, I don't think I, I don't think I'd be very good over there then because I like to talk to everybody, believe it or not. Well, you know, you said uh, everybody there is pretty private. You, you don't talk to anybody unless you know them. So I, I don't think I'd do very good over there because I like to talk to everybody. I'd, I'd be going up and introduce myself to everybody on the street, and they're like, I think we better run. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I'm like you. So when I moved here, it was very hard. I was moving from state New York, and I said, my God, what's going on here? And uh, that, that's the way they are. But they are very nice. They are, they are very nice. But the problem, there is no communication. I mean, that's terrible. You go somewhere, they are very polite, very, they, they can be, but they are shy. I don't know. I think they are shy, but that's the problem. It's Scandinavia. But in Denmark, it's quite different, you know. But still, Sweden is a, it's a beautiful country. I mean, the, the I think the people are very tall here. You know, Scandinavian, they are very tall, very big guy, and beautiful woman. Uh, but the problem is, the, it looked to me that nobody talked to each other. But I think right now, I have to say, if, I mean, quickly, in, in Europe, there is like this syndrome, you know, like this, uh, this virus. Uh, this, it looked to me like a pandemic that in Europe right now, it's very hard to talk to someone. I mean, honestly, if you, I don't, maybe in the U.S. it's different, but in Europe right now, uh, it's like the people don't trust to each other. So they are with the heads on, uh, and nobody talks to nobody. And and it's it's quite uh, it's, it's dramatic because uh, it brings a lot of uh, loneliness, you know, and uh, suicide and uh, depression because there, there is no communication. Uh, Alexander, yeah. Alexander Aldovico is our guest here, and we have about five minutes here with Alexander. One movie I do want to ask you about, I want to know what was it like being doing stunts in a movie with Maverick? Sorry, with who? With Maverick, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Uh, 
Well, I, you know, I was going to ask you a whole a whole whole bunch about that. I was going to ask you about what it was like hanging out with Rain Man's brother, but we'll we'll curb that conversation. So we have uh, uh, Alexander as our guest here. We only have a few minutes here left with Alexander, and I I know that uh, you're tired. I know you've been on set all day, but you did take time out of your schedule to join us, and we are very in your gratitude and debt for doing this for us. And we have a great hookup here. Well, it's not the best hookup, but it's the best we can do on short notice because of you're halfway across the world. You're you're freezing. You're up at 5 in the morning. I understand this, but we do appreciate it. But if our fans want to check you out and see you, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Not that I'm bragging here, but me and my other co-host, Matthias, we've been granted a part in the movie called The Legacy. It's a three-part film. Part three is already out. He and I are going to be in part one and two. Let me talk to the director. Let me see if we can get you guys hooked up together and maybe make a movie out of that and maybe get me a starring role or something. or no, Not a starring role, but a bit part. All right, thanks, Alexander. You have a great night. Be safe out there, all right? Get some sleep. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Alexander's our guest here. We're going to take a quick commercial break, then we'll get our next guest on after we hear these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, the New Fox are here. The New Fox are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are going to go back to our in-studio guest. Now let's talk about the rest of the card. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, we left off, I believe, um, we were talking last uh, Kyle Pro versus Brandon Nitro. Um, you know, our, our biggest match of the evening that we haven't talked about yet, it's uh, brother versus brother, Bobby versus Jack um, for the BZW Championship. And this has been one brewing, you know, for many, many years and finally came to a head here this uh, last September when uh, Mr. Bischoff was at the event and um, is now finally going to, you know, take place here at Winter Slam on this Sunday. And 
really looking forward to that one and, and seeing what those two uh, do in the ring with each other. And it's going to be Sunday again, right? And let us know again where it is. And I know you said it's sold out. And without giving ticket prices now, for standing room only, will tickets be cheaper? Uh, we do have some standing room only uh, available. Those are cheaper right now. Uh, once they're at the door, uh, the prices do go up a little bit. But uh, we'll be at the sanctuary on Sunday. Uh, doors open at 3, and the show starts at 4. Is that upstairs or downstairs? That's in the main hall. So that's like uh, where all the concerts and everything take place. All right. I do believe that we have a caller on the line here that wants to ask you a question. Uh, would you take a caller? All right. All right. Okay, caller, go ahead. You're on the air. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Hi, my name is Rain, like the weather. Okay, well, here it's just snowing, so it, it, it'd be better if your name was Snow, but I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So <laughs> do you have a question for our, uh, for our in-studio guest, Nick? Yeah, I do. So uh, my question is, you know, there's always pros and cons about, you know, being someone, right? So for you being a wrestling promoter, what is the worst thing about being a wrestling promoter? Hanging out with uh, Sly. <laughs> um, I, I haven't found a lot of things. You, you're not that wrong, Icon, about hanging out with Sly. So, um, I, I haven't found a lot of bad things about it. I, I've been doing this now for um, almost two years. We've been in, have, a, have had our promotion. Uh, some of the worst things is just stuff with myself, you know, the stress leading up to it, just making sure that everything is good to go, um, everything behind the scenes, like making sure that, you know, you have the – certain things printed out or that, you know, the tickets are ready or that you have enough chairs. Like, that's the stuff that really gets me. Um, the wrestling itself, the locker room, that stuff's easy. The, you know, the people that we have that work with us, the talent we have are amazing. And uh, so I, I haven't found a lot of stuff that I that I dislike or that isn't that good about it. Now, Rain, uh, you have a uh, – you, you're into wrestling, are you not? Oh, my God, I love wrestling. Big fan. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? You you have the number for our show, and you you heard me brag about myself on Facebook and everything through Attitude of Our Life. Why don't you send me a message, and let's get you on the show, and then we'll talk to you about wrestling. How's that sound? Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll totally do it. All right. I'll tell you what. Uh, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. And you are actually the... I know our first call of the year, so we do appreciate it. We usually shy away from taking callers because they like to say bad stuff on the air and get us kicked out, but we do appreciate it, Rain, and uh, we will definitely have you on. So send me a message when you get that taken care of, okay? Oh, I totally will. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rain. All right, so you're going to have a big event. Now, how many more events are you looking forward to having this in 2023 um right now we have let's see one two we have three other ones that we've announced so far but 2023 is going to be our biggest year i could easily i mean we'll easily be into double digits by the time the year is over um we have some really big things coming up we just announced that we're going to be in montana in may so that's a new state that we're going into um so we're definitely expanding as well but yeah we're gonna we're gonna have over 10 i, I would say at least we're on pace for at the moment you know, and we don't, we, you know, they say that competition brings out the best. 
you are the sole survivor, and I'm not saying anything about any other promotions, but you are the sole survivor right now in Fargo. I've worked with you, and I've worked with other companies. One thing I will say about your shows is it's always family-friendly, family and you can always come and get entertained. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I, I would do is give you the tagline that I invented. And here's the tagline that I invented. Welcome to our event, where we'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> yeah, always uh, keeping everyone on the edge of their seats. Uh, the action from start to finish is always is always awesome and amazing. And and hey, you also you actually brought us a caller. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, all right. Anyway, so we have Nick here from I believe it's this Below Zero Wrestling, correct? Correct, Below Zero Wrestling. And you've been in business for how long now? Uh, not quite two years. That's and that's awesome. And has it been as good as you thought it would be? Better, or are you just getting warmed up and it's going to be extraordinary? Would you say? Um, I, I I would say that it's been better than what I thought. Just how you know how everything's gone, but also that we're just getting warmed up. Uh, we have a lot of big ambitions and goals that we uh, me and my business partner Zach have, and we talk about those all the time and. How are we going to reach those goals, and what things can we do to get to those? So, we're really excited on you know where we've came from our very first show in in 2021 to where we are now here with Winter Slam coming up this week. Um, you know the, the growth has been amazing, and just learning more about the business and what it takes to be a promoter. So we're just, we're so excited for what's coming. And the other cool thing is, I'm proud to say that I've been at every one of your events. And there's not been one time, and I'm not just saying this because you're in the studio here, but there has not been one time that I have not left feeling bad about what I just saw. It was entertaining from start to finish. Now, I bring my wife to these events. She usually doesn't, you know, she doesn't like wrestling. I'll, I'll admit that. I, her, our, our love together is football. That's neither here nor there. But she always tells me, how much fun she had, especially when she got to meet Eric Bischoff. You know what Eric Bischoff asked her about me? What was that? He said, "How does it like? What is it like making him look better than he 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 is?" <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you, Eric. I do appreciate that, sir." Anyway, so it looks like our next guest is on the uh, on the phone here. Uh, we need to take another commercial break, and we will be back with our final guest after we hear this message from the greatest guy that a person could work for. We'll be back after these messages. Stick with us. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, 
the man that will give you a hand because that is his last name, the king of the black tent, lost in the night. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you now the one, the only, he is Scott Hand. <laughs> hey, this is Scott Hand. You're listening to The Attitude, Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias. All right, Scott, how are you? Should I call you Scott? Should I call you Mr. Hand? How would you like me to uh, address you, sir? Scott is great. Perfect. All right. I, I, hey, I know a Scott. It's me. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Scott Hand is our guest here. Scott. Right, exactly. So here's how we're going to do this, Scott. Uh, I'm going to have you give us a little background about yourself. And now I'm going to ask you a few questions. Then we're going to do a roundtable. We'll get back to the format of the show. And then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. All right. So go ahead. Give us a little background. Oh, God. I've been a movie buff ever since I was a kid. Um, I've always wanted to be in movies in some capacity. Uh, My real love was writing. Uh, I was really very much into that from the time I was in high school, and I never stopped writing. And at one point, I was going to do novels, you know, books and things like that. And uh, Most of my training had been for screenwriting. And it was uh, several times throughout the years I was just sort of like, you know, throwing it away and thinking, you know, forget it. You know, just go get a regular job. You know, it's, it's not going to work out. And um, every time I did that, something else would come into my life, whether um, I would get there would be a movie being filmed in town and I would be somehow there and be asked to be in it or help out with it. Or, um, have, I was doing a paper one time and I wanted to interview Anthony Hickox and it was amazing, but I was able to get that interview and it just always sort of bounces back to me all the time. So I guess I just really feel like, you know, the writer director thing is my call in this life. I hope it is. And Scott Hands, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We've got about 35 minutes here with Scott. And, you know, the other thing is, it's a good thing that you didn't give up because you were thinking, you know what, if I stick with this long enough, I am probably going to get to meet the icon in Fargo, North Dakota. I know you were thinking that. <laughs> yes. Yes, how did you know? <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, not that not that I have an eager or anything. So here's what we're gonna do. We got we got uh, plenty of uh, we got plenty of people on the panel tonight. We got uh, we got plenty of time. We like I said, we got about 34 minutes. Granny, uh, why don't you come on back and join us here? What do you have for our guest, Scott Hand? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. Thank you. So um, it sounds like you just are absolutely amazing at everything you do and. What has been one of your most enjoyable moments in, you know, what you've done in your career? And Scott, with her saying that, she would like a part in your next film, too. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. Um, I think for the most part of it, it's when it's completed, when it's done, and I'm able to look at it and remember what I wrote. And, like, with Lost in the Night especially, because, you know, that was my first time as uh, writer, producer, and director, and it's a short film. Uh, I had written several key scenes in it, and when we were going out there to do it, the first time you're never really quite sure what you're going to get because you've never done it before. 
And when we were putting it together and I was looking at some of the scenes, I, I was really amazed. It was really making me smile because it was exactly the way I saw it, you know. And, you know, now that I'm in post-production on my first feature film, you know, like Hayen, um, we just finished a second work print uh, that I looked at the other day. And when I was looking at that, I was starting to get that feeling all over again. There was like some scenes in there where it actually turned out even better than I thought because the actors were so much better this time. Not that they, I didn't have good actors on Lost in the Night, but, you know, as a feature film, it's like five times the size of a short film. That's awesome. We have Scott Hand as our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. I'm waiting for, I don't know, Big Swing, are you there? No, I think he's gone. We have a uh, we have a um, a new guest here in studio, Scott, and uh, he he likes to make appearances from time to time, especially when he's got a wrestling show to promote. But let's have him ask a few questions. Go ahead. What do you have for our guest, Scott Hand? Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, hey Scott. So you know, going from like a sh- short film to like a feature film, what are, what's been some of the bigger challenges that you've dealt with, and not necessarily challenges, but, but I guess you should say uh, both pros and cons there. Well, the whole thing of it is anything and everything can go wrong, and it usually does. So, Like Steven Spielberg said one time, it's amazing that any movie gets completed. I had started a second short film that uh, wasn't going very well a few years ago. It was during the whole COVID fiasco. That one didn't complete. Um, and I was going to actually do like Kayan as a short film. In fact, my first, I think, two drafts of that script were to be a short film. And as I started to get the actors and all, everybody became more excited about it. They loved the script. Um, they loved the enthusiasm. And everybody was, like, really pushing to just, you know, take time out of their life to make this the best movie they possibly could. You know, like Hayen's a werewolf movie. So, I mean, it's a lot more time-consuming. It takes up a lot more time because, you know, you never have enough time for prep on these things. It doesn't matter, I don't think. I mean, I've never had the luxury of being able to have a couple of months to prep anything it's always sort of like a few weeks and then it's like go 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 you know so it's kind of like a scramble once you're out there and then you have to find your footing but once you do you know and the actors um i love to work with the actors you know i haven't had any like named actors on my picture um so far but um the actors that i've gotten i i feel very fortunate because they were very good they listened um, they understood their characters, and I believe that, you know, between Lost in the Night and especially, you know, coming up later this year with Light Kay, and, you know, I, I think you're going to see some very solid performances and, and, and hopefully a very enjoyable werewolf movie, you know, as well. And then, you know, I'm hoping to get my next feature after that, The Black Tent, produced. That's awesome. Scott Hand is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got 30 minutes here with Scott. One thing I... I do want to ask you about Scott and I, you can give me some advice. And I know that Matthias is uh, listening online right now. He he's using a studio with us. He's our other co-host. However, he got stranded in Minneapolis because of the weather, unfortunately. So my question is, I'm sure you've heard me brag about this and I'm actually part of this. I guess not really bragging, but Matthias and myself have been offered a role in Rod Smith's new movie, The Legacy. He's got it's a, it's a three part series. Part three is already out. You can catch that on Tubi, and you can catch that on Apple TV, and a lot of other formats. 
downloads and streaming services and whatnot. One thing I do want to ask you, Scott, is what kind of advice would you give someone like myself and Matthias that's just starting out trying to get our foot in the door? Well, we have our foot in the door, but what advice would you give us so we don't get our our behind thrown out of the door once we're already inside of it? Make sure you listen to your director. All right, that's that's you know very important. Um, you know, don't you know if the director is you know directing you in the scenes, that means he or she, whoever they are, they have a vision and they need you to present that vision to the best of your ability that you can without ruining it. Um, unfortunately, I had a, an issue with that on one of the picture that didn't complete, and uh, it really is very frustrating and it's not a good time, and it. You know, sometimes, you know, depending on how badly it can go, it can really ruin things. So, you know, I would definitely say um, trust your director if you're going to do it. Um, listen to what he, uh, Rod Smith, I guess is what you said his name was, right? You know, I would listen to him. Correct. Uh, yep. Whatever, whatever it, he's telling you, however he wants it done, um, pay very close attention to him and his details. Um, and that would be that would be the first piece of advice I would say. Definitely listen to the director. Now, would you would you say, being in the film that we are, and let's say that we have an idea for a line. He's already he's already written it. Of course, I don't. But just speaking hypothetically, if I have an idea for a line as we're filming the scene, I have a well. What if I said like this, or what if I use this word instead of that? What would what would you say about someone suggesting something like that? Well, I mean, if it's if it's not changing the character too much and all, I mean, I'm always very, you know, I, I like to work with my actors, and I, I, we do takes. So I always say, you know, do it my way, give, give it to me my way at least once, you know, and then we'll try it your way. Because I can only go, I'm a writer-director. I direct my own screenplays. So for me, I've already got a vision in my head, you know, before we're even out there, like how the scenes are going to be played how I want the actor to deliver the, um, the dialogue and all. So, but it goes like this. Once you cast an actor or actress in the part, sometimes, you know, like when we did Lost in the Night, I wrote the part of Emma, you know, without an actress in mind. So that when I had Ave Bartosik in the role, sometimes when she was delivering my lines, it really wasn't gelling, you know what I mean? So I did say to her, look, if you have an idea, you know, and you like to say that, as long as you get the same point across, you know, you have to give a little bit of yourself to the role as well. And um, by doing that, I, I think it gave a little bit more realism to it. And I, I did the same thing uh, on this picture with Light Kay. And, you know, it's not so much that. It's just it has a lot to do with when, um, you know, sometimes you get these people that, you know, they've never done it before and they come in and, you know, all of a sudden they want to change your scene when you <laughs> that's That's pretty bad. So, so something like that, though, you know, and like I mentioned, you know, we're, we're you know, we're just kind of basically getting our feet wet, but mm -hmm. would you, you know, let's say that, uh, you know, let's say that call time is, I, I think that's the term, call time, let's say call time is at six, and I like to show up early, does that, is that what a director's looking for, or do they... Or would they rather say that, oh man, he's just he's just too he's just too excited. I, I can't I can't deal with this. He's not supposed to be here for another two hours. How about something like that? What's your thought on that? 
Well, obviously, I like people to be there early, um, or at least punctual. You know, when they're running late, that's usually that can be trouble. Also, I, you know, so far I haven't really had a whole lot of problems with that. Uh, you know, um, I, on my sets, I I wouldn't have a big problem with that. You know, I, um, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, I can't speak for all directors, but uh, you know, as far as I go, no, I'd be I'd be as long as you know um, they're not getting in the way of what is being done you know, and uh, aren't causing a problem, you know, for the workflow, you know, because when you're shooting movies, you're on a time schedule, you know that, so. Then my next question yes, is, sir. you know, and, and I know that we're, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do here. I, I, I hate to, I hate to keep asking your advice because that, that's not why you're here. You're, you're, you're here for an interview. I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Let's continue this little conversation because I'm enjoying this. I'm sure our fan, I, I don't know if our fans are, but. I'll tell you what, my next open date, my next open date to have you on, because I just had a guest just cancel, can you join us again on March 6th, same time? March 6th? We'll talk yeah, about sure. your project. Yeah. Can, yeah, can you, sure, uh, we can do that. March uh, 6th? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, don't go away, but he'll be back with us March 6th, uh, 2023, at 10.15 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we'll, we're going to talk to him about his projects. I just want to talk to him right now and get some uh, information about, as an independent film director, what he can tell us about directing independent films, what goes into it, the ins, the outs, the goods, the bads, the uglies, whatever they are. So now you, you mentioned that you never had any, you haven't had any major stars in your in your films yet. But let's yeah. say that I'm on set and and this is just hypothetical, let's say that The Rock shows up on set and he is one of my heroes. Would you suggest having him come up and talk to me? Or should I just run up and start drooling all over myself because I'm meeting The Rock for the first time? (laughs) I I don't know how you'd want to handle it. Um, I guess uh, as long as he's not going to be... uh, uh, called away quickly, you know, to do something, you know, for the film, and he's, you know, just sitting there, like, looking over his lines or whatever, you could go over to him and say, hello, you know, I just would really like to meet you and say hi to you very politely, you know, and at least that gets your foot in the door, you know. That's always a good thing, I, I would think. Now, when you, you know, you have a project coming up, and we're going to talk about that more on March 6th, The Black Tent. And the, 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 would you call? Would you consider the black tent? Would you say that you know a lot of our artists and actors and directors and writers say this is my baby. This this song is my baby. This book is my baby. This movie is my baby. Is this your baby, the black tent? Yes, yes. I would say of the of the three so far, yes. This is definitely the baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, without a doubt. And. And let's see. I believe you have uh, Michelle Houston is a, in there. Uh, Nadia Steele, Ivan yep. Dominique, and Steve Ivy Silver. Dominique. Yep. Let me ask you this: Would you be able to uh, bring some of those friends with you the next time you join us? I, I think uh, I think I might be able to. Uh, you know, uh, I have my line producer Steve Wallet. You know, I mean, he's been working very close with me on the Black and I. I'd love to bring him along on March the sixth, if you wouldn't mind. It's a done deal. Well, I'm putting it down right now. We're good. 
So now, you, Nadia Steele is going to be a guest on our show, I believe. Let me look at our list here. Uh, and not that I'm bragging here, but we're, we're my, our guest uh, panel, our guest list, we are booked from now until the end of 2024, and I'm very proud of that fact. So I'm not going to have any. I'm not going to be able to book any guests for two years. I'm, you know, it's interesting how when one guest has you on, and then people say, "How come I can't be on? I want to be on." Blah 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 blah. I said, "Well, <laughs> I'll put you on, but you can't. I, I don't have an opening until next year." They said, "Fine, give me the date and time." <laughs> it, it, it's interesting how things kind of snowball, isn't it, Scott? It is absolutely, man. Oh, it, when it snowballs, it really does. Trust me, I know the feeling. Now, uh, Nick, I, I know you're over there listening. Yes. Now, you, you're a wrestling promoter, and he's an independent film director. In a way, that kind of, in, a, in an odd way, that kind of goes hand in hand. You know, you got to get wrestlers. You got to you got to book venues, and as a Steve or Scott, as an independent film director, you got to get actors, actresses. You got to book set locations. Now, those two are kind of similar. I'm going to have you guys compare and contrast here. When you're trying to find a location to film your movie, how difficult is it to find a location and get actors and actresses to be part? Well, I'll put it this way. Like for Black Tent, we've been on several. You know, we thought we had one. Uh, it was a done deal. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few weeks ago, we were told that, it's not going to work for the days that we have scheduled, so we have to. We had to find another location. So that's something that's going on right now. We're looking for you know another location. We have, uh, there's probably only going to be a few uh, on this one. You know, Black Tent's a carnival movie, all right. So I mean, you know, most of this is going to be one big location because it's uh, you know it's going to be on a carnival. But uh, uh, I have a big uh, affection for monster movies. So I don't think it's um, – for anybody that knows me, they know that there's going to be a monster in this thing. So that's definitely something that I think that will separate it from the standard carnival movie, and it won't be just any kind of monster. We're going to have something I, – I, I'd like to think it's a little special. And now I'm going to ask Nick, you know, you have to get Gessler, uh, Gesslers – <laughs> you have to get wrestlers here. You have to find a venue. How difficult is it for you to find wrestlers in a venue? Uh, the wrestlers, the talent has been pretty easy just for the fact that we are blessed with some of the, you know, best independent wrestling here in the Midwest um, that I can that I can use from Minneapolis all the way down to Nebraska and everywhere in between. But uh, venues were a little tougher, especially when we first started. Um, you know, you go to someone and say, hey, we're going to put on a wrestling event. And they're like, what? Like, no, professional wrestling, WWE, WWF, you know, all that that type of stuff. And so now in Fargo, it's been a little bit easier just because we've been around a little bit and we have that reputation. But anytime we go to a new city, it's it's still tough. So I definitely understand, uh, you know, trying to find a, a set and everything and people being receptive to what you want to do. And, you know, being on the, the, the black tent, I'm look, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at the movie poster right now. Are, are you able to, and I'll understand if you, you can't, but are are you able to – reveal any of the plots or is it still secret the only thing i can tell you is it's a carnival movie and it involves a magician who accidentally conjures up a man-eating demon now i i know that uh, our fans are wondering when i was going to ask this and they knew it was coming 
would you have a cameo for me? I think we can arrange that, Scott. I think so. Awesome. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, here, here's what's interesting, you guys, about, uh, you know, Nick and Scott and everybody that we've had on the show here. And, yes, I have tried to get a job with every single guest that we've had on the show. I'm not ashamed of that. It's finally paying <laughs> off for me. But the, the thing the thing about the, the black tent, and I'm looking at the poster here, it's basically, well, a black tent. Here's what the poster looks yeah. like. You know it. It's got the the top of the, the name of the movie, the black tent, with uh, kind of a cool little sky and a black tent with a flag and a red kind of like triangle like in the middle. And that's the is, that's the carnival tent, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is this going to be is this going to be a, a big slasher flick, or is it going to be kind of like tame, like say like killer clowns from outer space? Well, it's not a comedy per se. I mean, uh, I look at it to keep the movie somewhat realistic. You have to have humor in it, but. It's definitely not going to be like that. It's it's not going to be silly. Uh, it's going to have a very serious tone to it. Um, probably more serious than even my other two pictures. All right, that I that I got completed. Um, I'm definitely going for more of German expressionism look on this picture. So, uh, for those that don't know what that is, that's the Tim Burton style. So you know, slanted tents, you know, bent lamp posts. Um, I think the best way to describe you know, the screenplay and the way that it's looking so far in the storyboards is that uh, it's a grim fairy tale. I like that. That's awesome. Now, and I, I know it's in its early stages, so are you thinking that the, the movie's going to be – how long do you want to have it? I, you know, I've never asked a, a director this. How long do you want to have the movie? Two hours, hour and 45 minutes, two hours, 45 minutes? Well, it goes like this. Um, Lost in the Night, my first short was, what, 19 pages for on the shooting script, and it's 29 minutes. I think the shooting script for Like Came was 71 minutes, and it's probably going to end up around, like, 95, 96 minutes when it's done. And the current draft for the Black Ten is, like, 118 pages. So I would have to say that's going to be over two hours. I'm thinking a little over, like, maybe about two and a quarter, two hours, 15, something like that. And how long did it take you to write the Black Tent? When did you start and when did you finish? Well, well, you know, it's an interesting journey, Scott, to be honest with you, because I had finished Lost in the Night, and I had brought my mentor, the late Jim DeMuse, over. Um, he had actually worked on Lost in the Night. And once we had it to a final cut, and he and I were talking about it, and I locked the print, we were talking about what I could do for a follow-up. He came up with the idea about a carnival movie with magicians, and I thought, that'd be cool. You know? I mean, yeah, that's always kind of fun. But when we were talking about it, it was sounding more and more like there was a couple of movies that had come out maybe, I can't remember, maybe 15 years ago. So it was, I think one was called The Illusionist, and then there was another one about like a prestige or a prestige or something with Christian Bale. And it was kind of sounding like that. And I said to Jim, I said, you know, they, they've just had a couple of movies about this about a few years ago. I, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to do you know, the same thing. Plus, I, I wouldn't be really interested in doing that kind of movie. So uh, he was very visual, and I grew up with his work all around me here in you know, Wildwood, New Jersey, on the boardwalk. 
uh, he had done a lot of haunted attractions that I grew up with that were, you know, very, uh, you know, very visual, and uh, they stayed with me through the years. So he would sit there with his, uh, you know, his, his sketch pads, and he would draw, and he would say, you know, what do you think of this? You know, what do you think of that? Does this, what does this give you? What does that tell you? You know, what do you think of this? And, you know, a lot of times I would say, oh, I don't really know. And I'd say, well, what are you thinking? And then there were some other things he drew that it inspired me, and I thought, you know what, wait a minute. I had an idea to use a monster in a movie, and this would be perfect to set it on the carnival with a magician, you know, and I got to learn a lot about the carnival life because, you know, Jim was telling me all these different stories uh, that he encountered, you know, through the 60s and the 70s, and, you know, the 90s, and, you know, how things hadn't really changed much on the carnival scene, how... Uh, you know, some of the uh, people that are involved are very colorful characters, to say the least, you know, in their personalities, I'm talking. Um, and I thought it was very interesting and fascinating. So I started to take notes on it, and Jim was, uh, you know, basically putting together these, you know, you know, jaw-dropping paintings. You know, he came in with a painting one time, so I made this painting here, you know, to show you. What do you think of this? And I thought, oh, my God, this is exactly what I'm seeing here when I'm writing. So I was – but at the writing stage was notebook at that point. Like, I was just getting ideas. All right. And it was basically almost the whole year of 2018. You know, it was always like a start-stop thing because he didn't really want the monster in the picture. I wanted the monster in the picture. Um, and so finally we just came to the conclusion. He was like, you know what, you should just do your own thing with it, you know, and go write it. So I was sitting here in January of 2019, four years ago, and I'm looking at all the notes, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to do this. So I sat down to write the script, and I'm going to tell you, I think I banged out the first, like, 40 pages or so in the first night. You know, because I've been then, stewing on it for so long. And when you, when, you finally, when you finally completed it, after you said it was four or five months, right, that it took you? Well, you said on and off we were developing it between January and probably like October, and then we I just we just let it go, and then you figure January of 2019, it, within three days I had the first draft done, and at that point I was starting to get some you know get that copyrighted, start figuring things out, and, but I realized that moving ahead that quick with that kind of picture with just a short film, I didn't really feel the confidence to just lunge into that. You know what I mean? So I thought I should be doing something in between. So I had written a different script, totally different from me, which would have been more like a romantic action movie. You know, I was going to do it as a short, and then that, that ended up getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as well. And that was becoming too big. So I was like, okay, we got to put this to the side too, you know. So the Black Tent, after I got like, hey, and to a point of completion, I went back to it, revisited it. And then I started getting a lot of interest in it. And then once the interest started to come, it started to snowball. So this summer, I finally sat down and did a rewrite to the script. And I think the rewrite worked better. And I've done a polish since then as well. And that it's been, you know, it's been working. I mean, you know, we just uh, we just cast the lead part of, uh, you know, the female lead in the movie just the other day. So that announcement will be coming up. I'll give you that one on my next interview. Awesome. And you know, I'll tell you. Here, here's what here's what I want to do. This is this is going to be an interesting thing. I'm going to try and get uh, another slot open for you. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, as soon as I um, – and you never know when someone's going to uh, – we're, we're going to have you on March 6th, and you're going to bring uh, one of your friends with you. And then Steve I'm going to try and get you on – yeah, I'm going to try and get you on again, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on the 6th. But one thing I do want to ask you, and I'll understand if you, 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 you can't answer this, you don't want to answer this, or I shouldn't even ask this, and then you'll probably hang up, I understand. But as an <laughs> independent filmmaker, there has to be funding – and Nick, it's kind of, Nick, this is kind of a question for you as well. Being an independent filmmaker, you know, you need to have funding. And a lot of people don't have, you know, a couple, you know, don't have like $500,000 in the bank to make a picture. So as right. an independent filmmaker, just like as a wrestling promoter, what, uh, I'll ask uh, you first, Nick, when you try to find funding for, for your first show, what did you do? You know, I was very uh, inexperienced, obviously, when it came to our first show, and we just took care of it. Uh, we didn't have a lot of sponsorships or advertising or anything like that, any partners. Um, as we've grown now as a company, we've we've gotten a lot better at that, you know, finding uh, partners and sponsors and stuff like that. But uh, it was it was definitely challenging to figure that out. I mean, a lot of out-of-pocket and a lot of figuring stuff out and realizing how much stuff actually costs to do things. So it, it's uh, it's challenging, but, it, you know, you grow with that and, and learn. And it also helps that you have the icon as a buddy, too, doesn't it? There you go. There you go. Now, Scott, <laughs> I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you the same question. Now, it, I, I know that promoting a wrestling show is definitely a little different than filming a major motion picture like you did, but it, it's kind of the same thing. you got to have funding. How, how does an independent film director – Go about trying to get funding. Do you, do you call the relatives? Do you call your buddies? Uh, what do you do? Well, you don't call the relatives. I mean, that that's really not, that's not usually something I would do. Um, I know because mine hang up on me. Crowd. I what do you call? I definitely I know a lot of people are using crowdfunding. I know a lot of people are using that today. Um, but uh, you know, chances are you know you probably may know a few people you know, in your community that are interested in, you know, taking a risk on a film, and you have to have a solid business plan as well, you know. I mean, it's very important to have the – you have to have your budget. You have to be able to give them something. You have to be able to prove that. And you've got to prove yourself, you know. It's got a lot to do with you. You have to prove that you can do it, you know. I mean, you know, Lost in the Night was self-funded. So, I mean, the only person that, you know, is an equity would have been on the block would have been mine. Now, with YK, and well, there's some other people that have money on the table. So, um, it gets it gets trying, you know. I mean, movies are tough, man. They're, they're not easy to make. And the more money you have, the more crew you can afford. And that can be good and bad, all right? Um, you would think it would be completely to your advantage, but not necessarily. Sometimes, I mean, there's nothing worse than hiring a group of people that are just going to stand around, you know what I'm saying? You know, and you need, you know, production assistance. I can't emphasize how many, how much you're going to need them. Um, I mean, they're basically the foot soldiers on the production. So you definitely need about at least three, three good PAs when you're doing, you know, if you're doing a micro budget or an ultra low budget production, you know, you're definitely going to need a few of them. You know, one or two is probably not going to be enough, man, you know, and you need a gaffer. You know, and you really should have a script supervisor, you know, and if it's not going to be your editor, it should be somebody that really knows what they're doing 
you have to have, you know, people that know what they're doing and have some training, you know, to just go out there and say this, you know, a buddy or something, hey, you know, why don't you come work on my movie? Hey, I'm going to give you a job as, you know, a, you know, a, a, a assistant director. They're not going to know what the hell they're doing. You know, it doesn't work like that. They're going to think they're a co-director or, you know, you're giving them the director's chair, and that's not it. That's not it at all, you know. So it's tough, and a lot of people don't even know what a script supervisor is. In fact, I was talking to a lady who is a script supervisor named Jen, and uh, she was saying the same thing. You know, she said, that's amazing, but a lot of people, you know, they don't even know what a script supervisor is. Yeah, and you really need uh, one on set. Well, to me, a script supervisor is one that you hand a script to and they guard it so no one can look at it without, you know, that, that's to me what a script supervisor is. <laughs> so I'll, I'll ask you this. And, and I, I put this out here to just about every single director or actor or actress that we've had on the show. Hmm. You know, you mentioned that, you know, you, you don't want to just say, hey, you're a buddy of mine, come be on my film, but... If you have a guy like myself that's willing to come out and work for you for free and says pay me after, you know, after it becomes successful and is willing to do anything to get his foot in the door and willing to, you know, carry your bags and get your cappuccino and wash your car in between, t- whatever it is, <laughs> is that is that is that going too overboard or is that just someone thinking that, being desperate and just trying to get in? Well, I mean, I can't speak for, you know, studio pictures, but I know on a, um, if you're doing a micro budget or an ultra low budget, it's always welcomed. <laughs> it would probably be welcomed. I mean, you can never have enough people, you know, even if you do end up just being a PA, you know, production assistant, you know, um, you have to have them. Like I said, they're, they're, they're your foot soldiers, man. I mean, I think, you know, for somebody, uh, the, the kid I had on the uh, on Lycan, uh he's a film student, and uh, he was uh, he was probably one of my best production assistants, and I, I want him back on the Black Ten as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say that, you know, as a PA, I mean, most importantly, again, you know, you're going to have to listen to whoever the supervisor is telling you what to do, and just do the job, man. You know, I mean, as long as you you know you do the job, you know, and everybody's happy, you know. Hey, you know, you're going to be asked back, you know, and then you're going to be asked back again. And, you know, and then after a while you learn more and more, and then, you know, maybe you find yourself as an assistant director in a few years on it, you know, on someone's seventh or eighth movie, you know? Yeah, do you know where uh, you're going to be filming at, or have you not picked a location yet for the, the Black Tent? Well, it's going to be New Jersey. I mean, we're definitely going to be in New Jersey again. Um, like I said, at one point we were going to be shooting up in the Amish, con- Amish country in Pennsylvania, um, but if we hold to our projected filming dates, uh, that location won't be available. So we're going to be shooting somewhere in Jersey. We're still working on that. Right now I'm working on finishing out the casting. Like I said, we just cast the lead role of the female. Uh, we have a wonderful actress that I'm very excited about. We just did that the other night. And going to be talking to a few actresses between tomorrow and Thursday for another very important role, very pivotal role in the Black Tent. And then, how, how many filming days do you plan on, or don't you know yet? Black Tent, uh, we're looking at twenty shooting days in, in a row, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, probably five or six of one. I mean, there'll be a day off. Not, we're not going to just shoot twenty days straight. 
you know, it, it, we we have to take a day to look at everything and organize everything. So they'll, you know, six, you know, five, maybe six days and then rest, you know, and then uh, right. recharge batteries and get ready to do it again. You know? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, the opera is there for you too. I will, uh, I will come do whatever you need. Uh, as long right. as you give me a place to sleep on the set, uh, maybe throw me some hot dogs and uh, help me take care of my rent for the month so I can take the time off from work. I will come out and do whatever you need. I'll, I'll, I won't jump off buildings, but you know, if you, if you need to, uh, if you need to tie me up and throw me in a pool of water, I'm there, no problem. I want to come well, work for you. I think right, this is exciting. You're awesome. Can we set you on fire? Yes, everybody in Fargo would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. I'll tell you what. Uh, real quick here, we got about thirty seconds. Do you, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok. What do you got? I got Instagram and I got Facebook, and Instagram has both me and the uh, Marksman Entertainment LLC in there as well, so they can, a lot of my stuff is on Instagram. LinkedIn is uh, on its way to come up, and the IMDB page is up also. All right, Scott, thank you very much. We'll be in touch, and uh, uh, he, folks, he did give me his phone number, so I'll probably be calling him, but he probably won't answer because he'll see my number up on the on the call ID, so I'll have to block the call. But thank you for joining us, Scott. You're wonderful, and I would I can't wait to come work for you. All right. Look forward to it, Scott. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right, Scott Hand, ladies and gentlemen. We got, uh, well, we got about uh, three minutes here before our um, before our theme song hits. So real quick, you're, Nick, uh, give us another background about uh, when the show is with no ticket prices. You can't give those, but what time, where, when, and how they can see it. Yeah. Uh, again, it's this Sunday, Winter Slam, uh, Below Zero Wrestling, biggest show of the year, September. Um, September. Wow. Sunday. Um, doors open at 3. The wrestling action starts at 4. Uh, we will have meet and greets with everyone before the event as well. Uh, you can find tickets that are still available, just standing room only, uh, if you go to our Facebook page or to BlowZeroWrestling.com. Awesome. And, uh, Granny, you'll be here with us next week, right? Yes, I will. All right. And uh, Big Swing, um, well, we'll probably see him in another eight months. <laughs> the last time he was on with us was eight months ago. Anyway, it, it is what it is. He, he's busy. He's a new papa. He's got a little swing he's got to deal with. Uh, we got uh, we only got uh, uh, well we got about a minute here before we got to get out of here before our um, our theme song hits. But Nick, I want to thank you for filling in on Matthias's spot tonight. That was awesome. And the next time you have a show, if you'd be willing to join us again, we'll get you promoted again, and we'll get you some more notoriety, as they say. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. All right, no problem. So now remember, until next week, join us every Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Same time, same channel every Monday night. We're here to entertain the masses. And remember, until next week, if you want to see what we got going on, check out our Facebook page, as you are Monday Live Monday. Remember, until next week, it's not goodbye, it's just good night. We will see you all next week. Love each other, care for each other, and we'll see you back here next time. Have a good one. You think you know me.